Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, everyone. Lord bless you and keep you. God has some great things in store for you, and I want you to know how much I love Him, how much I love serving Him, and I want to be the best person I can be, and Lord, help me in my weaknesses. Give me strength to overcome anything that might come my way, and I pray the same for everyone else. Dear Lord, I thank you for this day. Lord, this is the day you've made, and God, I'm certainly rejoicing, and I'm certainly glad in it. God, open our hearts and our minds to you this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, today I want to talk a little bit about James chapter 5, which the head of the chapter, if some of your Bibles have headings, says warning to rich oppressors. And uh, I'm not going to have a message on tithing, so don't go running, even though I'm not ashamed to have a message on tithing, because I believe it's something God wants all of us to do. But this isn't about that, but it is about wealth. It is about what God would have for us. So let's dive right into James chapter 5, verse 1 through 5. Now listen, you rich people, weep and wail because of the misery that is coming on you. Your wealth has rotted, and moths have eaten your clothes. Your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and eat your flesh like fire. You have hoarded wealth in the last days. Look, the wages you failed to pay the workers who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourself in the day of slaughter. Very straight talk by James, and I, I think he's trying to get a point across here. This isn't about giving. It's about James' word of warning and understanding what the Word of God is trying to get across to us. He gives us, James gives us a serious warning. And by the way, we are all rich compared to many countries in the world. His warning is clear. I've been into some very poor countries, been into Mexico, into some places where there's dirt streets and the houses of dirt and the trash everywhere. And I found out that that's not even the poorest part of Mexico. And I thought, you've got to be kidding. There's even more the poorer than that. Oh, yes. Said the church that I visited this is a very poor church. They said they go to a mission trip in southern Mexico to a, to what they call a poor church. So they consider themselves wealthy. Well, his warning was clear. He said, weep and groan because your troubles are ahead of you. He literally means weep. In the original text, the word is kleio. It's K-L-A-I-O. The same word was used as Peter confessed and denied Christ. He was so sad and he weeped. And James says, troubles are ahead because you mishandled what God allowed you to have. See, God has so blessed us. Even the poorest of us are rich compared to so many people. And so many people do not honor God with their wealth. And they're gonna, there's going to be a price to be paid. You know, it's the wealthiest that seem to have the most uh, problem being stingy. He even uses the example here. You're not paying your wages. You're not paying these people a fair wage. You're trying to get off cheap. And they'll say, well, that's why I'm rich, because I don't pay these people. Oh, they suffer. They work for you. And folks, this is a real deal. I love uh, Dave Ramsey and uh, Financial Peace University and our pastor, uh, Pat, in our church. He leads us. He's in a session right now with, with about a uh, number of people, and he's going to be doing it later on next year, I think, again. But it, it's such truth. Ramsey preaches such truth about the importance of taking care of our income. We live now on 
borrowed income. So many people are credit card debt, they can't hardly get out of it. I made a pledge, I must have been 30 years ago, to not ever have credit card debt. And even in the last 20 years, that I never want to pay for a, a car again unless it's cash. I just, you know, I've tried to follow some of the principles. And, and I'm not a wealthy man, but I am certainly wealthy compared to the poor in the world. And you know what? Most of us are. But the question is, what are we doing with what we have? There was a story about this guy, Wendell, John Wendell, in fact. Uh, and he had five sisters, even though they, had, they received a huge inheritance from their parents. They were some of the most miserable people of all time. They spent very little and did all they can to keep it for themselves. John influenced five of his six sisters not to marry. <laughs> can you imagine that? Telling me, not wanting his sisters to marry so they could have the money and share together, and they could all live together. And they lived in together in the same house for 50 years. When the last sister died in 1931, her estate was valued at more than $100 million, which today would translate into several billion. Yet her only dress that she had, she had a war for 25 years because she wouldn't spend the money to buy another one. They had such compulsion for possessions that they lived like very poor people. They were like the people Jesus referred to who laid up their treasure for himself and not rich towards God. You find that in Luke chapter 2, verse 21. The other story is about a lady named Bertha Adams. She died in 1976 at the age of 71 in Florida. The coroner's reported said that she died of malnutrition, weighing 50 pounds. She begged for food. Her house was a pig pen. Everyone thought she died penniless, but they found two keys to safety deposit box at her house. In one box, they found 700 shares of AT&T stock and 200,000 in cash. And in the other box, they found 600,000 in cash. Her great wealth did no good. James views this as a terrible choice because it corrupts and it corrodes life. Many of you have heard of people who have won the lottery, and a great percentage of them eventually have gone bankrupt or squandered their money. They lose communication with their family and their lives become joyless. But yet we always hear people saying, if only I could win the lottery. I don't know how many times I've heard that. Remember Jesus' story to the rich young ruler? He wanted to know what he could do to inherit the kingdom of God, and Jesus told him to store up his treasure in heaven and to wait and give away all your possessions and follow me. The rich man turned around and walked away, and we find that in Matthew nineteen twenty-two. His wealth meant much more than his relationship with God. Most of us know that idolatry is putting what we have before God, and a sad fact is many people live in this manner. For the rest of this message, I want to talk about some of the scriptures uh, today, that uh, the biblical advice that we get. We need to learn about it. Yes, we need to learn about money. We need to learn about what God would have us do with our money. There are 2,100 verses dealing with money in the Bible. Is that an indication that God wants us to get it? I've read many books myself on the subjects, and I want to be a wise steward and do the best as I can with my money. I really do. I want to be responsible. I would have been more responsible uh, in life earlier if I would have thought about my pension, thought about my future. And so I didn't put much money away. And so, because I didn't, I just didn't know any better. But then as I learned, I started the last few years and last maybe 15 years, started putting away so I'd have something. I'd have been a lot, a lot better off if I would have uh, responded earlier, but I didn't. So you know where you pick up the pieces and you do better now. We must learn that God wants to use us and wants us to be a wise steward of what he's given us. 
You know, we, we must earn it, though. Jesus tells us in the 20th chapter of Matthew of an estate the owner who went to hire workmen to work his fields, and he told every one of them that he would uh, give them a denarius to work that day. The first worker he hired in the morning, then he ran across another, he hired a few hours later, and so forth until he hired the sixth and the last one an hour before the day ended. At the end of the day, he paid each of them the same amount of denarius. When the men received their wage, they grumbled because some worked all day and others worked very little, but all received the same wage. This is an uh, age-old issue with people. We must stop comparing. We are paid what we're promised, but we always look at what others get. Pastors can do that in churches. There's a wide discrepancy across the nation what pastors are paid. Listen to Matthew 28:15. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I'm generous? He paid each man what he had promised them. The Bible is clear that we need to earn a living in our lives. Some people say they can't take a job. I make more on welfare. What does our country come to? I can't imagine what a third world countries might say if they would hear those things. I'm so glad that even downtown Boise, if one is hungry, they can go to the soup kitchen and eat. They can go to the shelter and have they can sleep. You know, I love the Boise Rescue Mission. People ought to support that because it's a great cause. But we must stop with the excuses. God wants to use us for who we are. We need to trust God with it. Trust God with our money. You know, after all, you wouldn't have any if it wasn't for God. God has provided it for you. Well, my simple statement today is tithe if you want your finances to go well. And as I said, this isn't about tithing, but this this one little verse is, Malachi 3.10. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that here you may have food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will be no, not enough room for it. So trust God with it. Folks, I've done that my whole life. God has blessed me. I've been able to pay my bills because I followed God. And then, then we need to invest. Most of us know the parable of Jesus, Matthew 25. He tells about the master leaving for a trip. He wants to leave his possessions with his servants. So he gives one five talents, the other two talents, another one. He gives each accordance with their own abilities. The man with five talents invested and earned five more talents. The one two talents earned two more, but the third one just buried it. The master returned, and he told the two that earned interest. He said, well done, my good and faithful servants. I'll put you in charge of much. But the one he uh, that gave one, you know, he just said, hey, there's, there's trouble here. You wicked servant. You, have invested, you haven't invested my money. So he took the talent and gave it to the one who had gained five more. Yes, we need to invest, we need to be wise, we need to be wise as a serpent, and we need to allow God in the center of it. In closing today, enjoy what God has given you. Don't allow moss to eat it away. Listen to the wise Solomon, Ecclesiastes 2, 24-26. So I decided there is nothing better than to enjoy food and drink and to find satisfaction in work. Then I realized that these pleasures are from the hand of God. For who can eat or enjoy anything apart from him? God gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy to those who please him. But if a sinner becomes wealthy, God takes the wealth away and gives it to those who please him. This too is meaningless, like chasing the wind. You know, folks, honor God, and he will honor you. God wants to bless you. God wants to bless your finances. God wants you to be everything in, uh, to, to you. He wants to be everything to you. Is he your everything? Is he your all in all? Lord bless you. Let's make great financial decisions. 
Let's honor God. You know, God's got great things in store for us, and I promise you, you'll be blessed. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.